Pitts, well, Michael Friedman knows how to win a golden slipper. He was part of the famous four in a row with the FBI back in the 90s. And then he combined with brother Richard to win the slipper two years ago. But uh, it's easy to win a slipper when you've got a horse in the race. I wonder whether Michael's actually been able to get a runner in the race uh, this year because he's just waiting with Blank de Blanc to see if she can make it into the field. How are you, Michael? Yeah, good. How are you? Very well indeed. Uh, do you think you'll be in the final field? Yeah, no, we've got confirmation. Oh, you have? She's made the field, so she's she's basically number 16, so last in. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're sort of about to conduct the barrier draw in about 20 minutes' time, so we'll sort of see how we fare there. But, uh, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. We probably, after Saturday, thought that, uh, you know, our, our chance of getting into the race had gone, but um, as, as things sort of panned out over the last 48 hours, um, yeah, she was able to sneak in. Well, that's great news. So who'll ride her on Saturday? Uh, we've got Damien Lane booked to ride her. Um, obviously, he's, he's won a slipper on Kiyomichi a few years back. So, um, you know, and coming out of the Magic Night the week before. So, you know, hoping that might be a nice omen. She's been consistent, hasn't she? She's uh, never missed a place and she's run behind the good ones, learning to fly, Steel City. Um, can she make that improvement if she gets a good draw to, to actually win on Saturday? Well, I think I think the second part of what you said is the, the key. I mean, the, the, she has finished around those fillies you mentioned, but, but basically every time she's drawn off the track mm. um, and had to do a hell of a lot of work. Um, so, you know, I, I think the answer is I think she's got the ability. Um, you know, it's just probably a matter of what sort of gate we can end up with and, and where she ends up in the run. And I think if she if she draws a nice enough barrier, um, you know, she's she certainly got the, all the right form around her. Was the plan always to to do the the quick backup, or was it just trying to ensure that she could win her place into the slipper? Well, yeah, it was it was more out of out of sort of necessity. Um, you know, had she uh, been able to win the sweet embrace, where you know, again, she had no luck from an extremely wide gate. Uh, that would have made her exempt, and we probably would have then just, you know, sort of cozied through to the slipper. So it wasn't certainly the initial plan to be running last Saturday, um, but you know, as, as things have panned out, that's the way it is. And you know, she's having a pretty steady week this week. Obviously, she's very fit and doesn't need a whole lot. So it's really just a matter of keeping her happy and um, and getting in there to Saturday in the best nick we can. The look a number of chances this year, don't there? And barriers will play a, a big role in uh, who the winner will be. But who do you think is the hardest to beat at the moment? The few that you're maybe most fearful of? Oh, I think there's probably more than a few. Um, you know, I've, I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, I think um, it's one of the more open golden slippers we'll see uh, in terms of just on paper. Um, and I, I do feel that you know, barriers and best run in the race will play a big part. So I, I genuinely would find it difficult mm. to single out, you know, two or three. I think there's probably six or eight, um, at least, if not more, that you could make a, a strong case for. How do you think your girl compares to previous slipper winners you've had from ability-wise? I think ability-wise, she, you know, she, she measures up. Um, you know, I think the form... That she's shown would suggest that um, she's very tough. Um, you know, despite the fact that she's had a couple of hard runs from wide gates, she's never sort of missed a beat. Um, so she certainly 
a very tough filly, um, but but not not dissimilar to a few of the other ones that we've had that have been successful, and just in terms of their durability and, and their, their their ability to cope with with a slip of preparation, which isn't the easiest thing for a lot of these young horses to do. As well as uh, <laughs> Blanc de Blanc, you're going to have Communist, who was a really good Group One winner in the Guineas last start, go around in the in the George Ryder. Yes. So you think he's yep. better suited to the mile? I just think I think the riders are better. The race I've obviously sort of really focused on um, for him this prep now that he's exempt from the ballot is is the the Doncaster mm. where he's got forty nine kilos, um, and I just feel that the the right sort of lead up run to that is to go through the George Ryder. Um, obviously, it's a much stronger race than than the Rose Hill Guineas, but I wasn't that keen on the idea of trying to stretch him to two thousand metres for the Rose Hill Guineas um, on Saturday and then have to come back to the mile at Ramwick. I feel that you know, the 1500 of the George Ryder is is a potentially a better lead-up race for him going into the Doncaster two weeks later. It was a bit of a surprise when Zach Purton got the best out of him in the in the Randwick Guineas, but have you always seen him as a as a big Group 1 type of horse? I think he's, he's definitely a young horse that I've always had a lot of time for since he's the first two-year-old prep last winter, um, and I thought he'd come back a, a better horse this preparation. I think his early sort of trials had shown that, and I think that's partly why Jason Collett was so keen to sort of stick with the horse early on, and then unfortunately Jason got, got injured. Um, but, um, yeah, look, I'm not going to say I was sort of super confident in, of him winning the Ramwick Guineas, but I did feel ridden the right way, just off the speed with some cover. Um, you know, I did feel he'd be very competitive, so it was, um, yeah, it was really nice to see him sort of put it all together and hopefully he can sort of hold that form for another month or six weeks and, and, and sort of turn up on Doncaster Day in tip-top order. Is Zach Purton back to ride this week? Uh, no, Zach's staying in Hong Kong. Is he? Yep. Um, so Damien Lane will ride him in the, uh, in the George Ryder. Um, and we're still sort of working around a few options in terms of who we can find to ride him at the 49 kilos in the Doncaster because, um, as you would probably realise, when you get down to those sort of mm. light weights, the, the options become a, a little more limited. Who is around that can ride 49 these days? Um, you know, there's a few possibilities in the mix. I guess a young up-and-coming rider like Zach Lloyd um, certainly would be one to consider, but he, he may be required for something else. I'm not sure yet. Um, Rachel King, who yep. you know, obviously is a Sydney-based rider, and she's, she's ridden plenty of good, good, good winners and can genuinely ride that sort of light. Um, obviously, um, is it Dean Holland who, yeah. who won the, the, the Newmarket last Saturday? So, you know, there, there's, there's riders around, but, but you obviously don't have as much of a selection as, as you would, you know, if you were further up in the way. Uh, have you got any other runners on Saturday we can look forward to seeing as well, Michael? Um, probably just one one other who ran third down at Flemington there the other day, Horseville Insurrection. Um, we'll accept with him for the Derby Munro, um, which is a three-year-old listed race here on on Saturday, and uh, you know see if he draws a good gate because he's got good form. Um, certainly out of that Flemington race where the, the, the win looks pretty smart. Mm. And uh, I think he ran into a pretty smart one up here the start before in Paracel. So um, he's got good form around him and um, he, he certainly seems to be holding that form. So yeah. he'll, he'll probably 
be my uh, only other runner on the day. It was a good run in the Inglis. Uh, if you can draw a barrier, which marble would you like? Oh, I hate making those predictions. <laughs> <laughs> just something better than what we've had. That's all I'll Yeah. Um, <laughs> what were you... Bar- oh, just having a look now. Bint Marskay was 13, but she was a speed machine. Dan Zero, yep. 7. Flying Spurs, 6. Merlene, 11. And Stay Inside, 8. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I think I think it tends to be one of those races that any of those sort of, you know, middle-ish draws, depending on the speed in the races, is okay. Um, Finn Basque did draw out wide her year, but as you say, she was a speed machine that could just cross and lead, and as she did, and, and still be able to be able to win. So, um, you know, uh, you, you just hope that it's, it gives you... A, a draw that gives you options, depending on how the race is run pace-wise. Who was the best of those four two-year-old winners back in the heyday? Oh, look, it's probably... I, I would probably say Bint Maskey, only because she was just so blindingly fast. And I think from memory, went in and won that slipper off at about a six- or a seven-week preparation, um, mm. which is pretty unheard of. Um, so I'd say she was the most naturally brilliant um, of those. Um, but, you know, obviously, in a race like the slipper, you take any of them. No doubt about that. Richie's still blowing that that free beer hasn't continued. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you get any of it? Uh, early doors we did, but um, it's it's probably not that we. I would say we're all on the slim side, but it probably saved our waistline a little bit. Not being able to have it for the rest of our lives. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully you're celebrating on Saturday night. Good on you, Michael. Thanks very much.